What is up, y'all? Welcome to episode 82 of The Catch-Up. It's your boy, Gerardo, and joining me this week is Zaid. Welcome back, Zaid. Greetings, salutations. My name is... <laughs> Stop stealing other people's intros. Man. I know, right? So, well, what's up, guys? So if you haven't noticed, it has been a while since we've been on here. We decided to take a short break, but we're back. And all for the low price of free 99 So we're not charging oh, And in case you didn't know, The Catch-Up is a video game news podcast where we catch you up with the game news. You can find the latest episodes of Mondays, on the network.net, iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. So if you're listening to this on the day post, it is Monday, March 5th, which is also National Cheese Doodle Day. So I'm guessing that's kind of like a Cheeto? Like a Cheeto? Like a, a puff? Like one of those um, I guess. cheese puffs? Like they sell like a... Well, it's when it's you used... Chetos. Yeah. When we used to work at uh, Office Depot, remember they had a giant tub of uh, just cheese balls? You ever buy those? You used to work at Office Depot? No, you didn't. No, Staples. <laughs> Staples. But <I> <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the cheese puffs, whatever, were they? Yeah, I, I don't know what, I remember going to those like office type stores and they always had the, the giant tub of just cheese balls. Like, they were good though. Who buys these and just eats the whole thing? Yeah, the whole thing, dude. Uh, it'll be surprised and then we'll go on sale and people were buying like five or something. Did you like, ever whoa. just take a bunch home and just like, oh, uh, I, I, I mean, I, bought, I remember like maybe buying one or two, but that's about it. Yeah. But um, nah, not that many. All right, and so yeah, uh, Cheetos. I enjoy Cheetos, uh, especially when you put nacho cheese on them. There's this place in Mara Mesa, up where I work. They do a California burrito, but with hot Cheetos in it. So, well, I think I've seen it on Facebook. I don't know if I'm going to try it because I don't like hot food that much, but yeah. maybe maybe one time I'll split it with someone and see if they want to eat that. But You're Mexican? You don't like I don't like hot Cheetos that much, man. I'm, like spicy food? I like, like spicy food? I'm getting accustomed to spicier food. There's some I, there's some salsas I'm like that are, are kind of mild that I can, I'm okay with, but if it's too spicy, I don't know, man. Like just spicy, too much, too spicy feels like it takes away from the flavor of the food. I know it's like stuff like that's supposed to add kind of to the flavor, but something it feels if it's too strong that it takes away from the flavor. Uh, but now we I'll go into what we've been up to. So uh, what have you been playing lately since uh, last time we? Um, well, I'm not playing Destiny anymore. No Destiny. Please, uh, Destiny is dead to me. They no. What happened with them? Like, what what did they do that just everybody decided to drop it? Was it just, uh, it's just a sandbox, you know, like, I think I think mostly it was just that, you know, people sticked around on the first one because it was something new, something, I guess, unique right. that no other shooter was trying to do. And people sticked around because it's like, okay, you know, it's the first, it's the first game where, you, you know, the sandbox was, was kind of stable, but we still wanted to see more and more, you know, and it kept improving. improving. But when it comes to Destiny 2, I think it's uh, it wasn't w- what people was exp- uh, were looking for. You know, yeah. they basically, if they finish with 30 steps ahead in Destiny 1, it feels like they went 60 steps behind mm-hmm. with Destiny 2. So um, the sandbox, the reward system, the, the, the loot overall, the microtransactions, I think mostly it was Everest. And that's what yeah. people... Uh, just decided to stop playing. And then once they announced that some of the um, content later on was locked behind the DLC, people, were, I guess, were kind of oh, angry at that, too, when the first correct. DLC came out. Yeah. So that's pretty... Yeah, that was, I felt that was kind of unfair, too, at the day. So I, I, I will say the I think most people are looking forward to the biggest patch that is uh, somewhere around March. Right. Uh, I think that's when I will go back eventually. But in the meantime, there's really no need to go back into Destiny. They're adding stuff, basically, that was on Destiny 1, because mm-hmm. uh, that's what people want. Um, and, you know, 
and eventually, hopefully, they get there. But in the meantime, there's no need to play Destiny. So and, and they still haven't brought back Sparrow races, have they? For, for no, ever come? no. See, so uh, like they said they will bring that there. back, but um, I think they're going to bring it on a private match, and they're going to have like a seasonal event as well. Okay. Um, but they're bringing back six versus six, so that's, that's something that people really wanted back because four versus four, you know, you Seems get a lot of team shot. Uh, as I remember in Destiny One, you know, especially when you had your super, you really felt powerful that you were able to wipe out the whole team by yourself. In this one, there's a lot of like team shooting and not in the specials don't feel powerful, so they're adjusting the specials as well. Right. Um, and they even mentioned they're gonna bring more exotics from Destiny One, so hopefully they bring. Oh, that yeah, hopefully in. they make it like make it so that people want to come back to the end. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, you've been playing Monster Hunter. Yeah. How you been? How far are you into that? So what I'm level already uh, maybe 50 hours into Monster Hunter. I'm level. Level 15. Nice, nice. Um, What's the level cap on Monster Hunter, do you know? So, I guess they have, like, caps. So, once you reach... I have, like, I think I'm, like, one mission to finish the campaign. Once you finish the cam- the, the main campaign, they remove the level cap uh-huh. and automatically bumps you up from, like, 15 to, like, level 30-something. And then there's another one from, like, level 35. Uh, they remove the level cap and then it bumps you to, like, 40-something. And that's basically... That's why the first time I, rem- I remember I was playing, I was looking at people. They were, like, people already in 100. I'm, like, how yeah. the hell are you already in 100? You know, and that's why, because, like, they bump you up, you know, like, 15, boom, bumped you to 30, and then from 30 to, like, 45. Um, so, I've been playing that. I've been playing uh, Sword Online, Fatal Bullet. Is that a new game? That's a new game, right? It just came out recently? Yeah, so, it's been, it was part of the team who created the game. It's really fast-paced, and that's one of the things that I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Yeah. has a lot, obviously, a lot of loot system, a big loot system, a big customization, uh, but it's, it, the, the combat system was developed by, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was part of the team who from Ninja Theory. Okay. And uh, what was that Vita game? I'm trying to remember. Um, Freedom Wars? Or? Freedom Wars, mm-hmm. exactly. So, I don't know why that one just came to mind. But. Yeah, yeah, no, that was the one that I was looking for. Um, that was basically the two teams that created the combat system. So literally, it's pretty cool because obviously you have the swords... And stuff like that. At the same time, you have guns because in this world, you're actually using guns. So it's pretty cool because, like, you can be, it has like a comp, like, you have your abilities, you use your abilities, and right away you can be like, in the meantime, while you're waiting those abilities to cool down, you can jump to the sword abilities and you use those so you can just back and forward. And you have like a grappling hook. So just in case Mm -hmm. you want to take it like a, like a point of advantage. And if you're using a sniper, you can snipe people from far away. Okay. So. That sounds pretty cool for fans of the series, the anime series. You know, yeah. something to. I and I've just been and it's just playing it. some random VR games, spending more time actually on my VR. Uh, you, so. did you mention the day you, uh, you're playing Super Hot VR? Yeah, so, so how's Super that Hot VR. I've only seen the regular version, not the, the dumb VR version, but uh, yeah, how's so, the VR version. So it's it's really really cool. Basically, you um, you press one of the triggers to like move around, and but every time you're like in a 
on a specific spot. You have free, you know, uh, freedom of looking around and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So every time you move, it's when the bullets move. Yeah, that's what I've seen. So, so how does the VR add to it? So you just within move within that 3D space? To correct, correct, correct. Different and you can obviously lean forward. And when you lean forward, everything is moving around you. Mm -hmm. But it's really cool because it comes to a point that you have like 10 enemies around you, you know. Oh. And then... You're like moving around thinking, oh, I can get this one, the next one. And then you looked at your right hand side and literally you have this guy literally next to you, oh, you know, <laughs> and basically they hit you once and you have to start over. So, yeah. but you have like ninja stars, you have obviously guns, you can, you have like bottles. So you like, you kill somebody and sometimes like uh, the gun just like in mid air, you can grab it and you start shooting people and you see the, um, I guess the, like you see the bullets. So uh, it's really, really cool. And, then, cool. and the other one that I'm, I was playing that I, I think I mentioned it to you, yeah. uh, it's called Bar Fight. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And that one is just—it's basically it's just fun. You're basically in a bar. You start drinking. You get the the effects of when you're drinking, uh -huh. the little buzz going on, uh, and people start, you know, pushing you and stuff like that. And you get into a bar fight, and you can just use anything in your environment. So they have like guitars, uh, bottles, uh, beer mugs. Just, anything basically you can use cool. knives punch them so it's cool um, yeah I've been trying to like for the, for the last few months I mean there was just I just kind of was in a hump like in a slump of games just I've my problem is I think I have too much to pick from and I never know where to start so I kind of just tear, like chip away at things here and there that I've started or start something brand new stuff like I have games I haven't even opened yet but um, the other day I was just kind of looking for something to play and I realized I hadn't never finished the I had never finished the Battlefield 1 campaign so I popped in. I was pretty much on the last mission already. I just hadn't. I really. I was just kind of stuck there and just like thought, "Oh, I'll come back to it later." And never did. But no. I went back to it, and like 15 minutes later, I was done. So um, yeah, I completed that. I uh, and around December, I picked up uh, Persona 4 Golden on the Vita, and I'm, I'm like super into the game. So like five hours in, maybe. But no. it's, it's it's an interesting game. I mean, I like to see where it goes. I mean, you know, I have, I have a friend, well, Mario, like he's really into Persona and. And now I kind of re uh, recognize some of the characters he references or some of the shirts he has. Like, oh, that, that's Teddy, like the bear from mm -hmm. P4. So uh, I like to put more on. And then, well, fortunately, since it's on the Vita, you know, I can just throw it in my bag and just uh, play it whenever. Yeah. Also started Monster Hunter World. I'm still really in the beginning. Of, I have around five hours, maybe. That's one of the ones I do need to get, put more time into it. And I've been meaning to uh, play with friends too online so we can just run around and see what's up. And I also want to start Tomb Raider uh, before the movie comes out in like in two weeks. So I think the first one I've heard is, is shorter than the Rise of the Tomb Raider. So I, th I think I can finish it by the, by the time the movie comes out. I got like maybe two weeks, a little yeah. under two weeks. Oh, and another game I started yesterday because uh, I have it on my on Steam, but I just never really booted up was H1Z1, and they just uh, added a new game mode called uh, Auto Royale, which is pretty much like PUBG or their King of the Hill game, but in cards. So you spawn in a car with four player, uh, four players in it, and you drive around. And the same idea, like the whole world is getting smaller, the map is getting smaller and smaller, and there's crates all everywhere that you shoot, and then you get like different weapons, you get uh, gas, you get like gears to like uh, improve your defense and everything. And yes, uh, your objective is to go around and blow up other cars. And it was pretty fun. I got one game in yesterday, and there was a decent amount of people online, so it didn't take long for me to get a game going, and it was cool. Did they uh, improve like the it. graphics or not? On my laptop, it runs pretty well. So I mean, it's it looks, doesn't look much different than like playing on Battleground. Yeah. And that's even then, that one's not like that graphically impressive. But 
it was cool. Like if you have H one Z one, I think it's uh, it's it's uh, that's one developed. of the games that I've been waiting forever for them to bring into uh, PlayStation. Yeah, because originally when they announced it, it was PC and PS four, and you know, and obviously after that, I think Sony sold the studio that it was uh-huh. creating the game, but they still mentioned they will they are uh, working on the PS four version. So. I don't know. We'll see. But right now, everybody's playing Fortnite. Yeah, I mean, Fortnite's know? a big one right now. I mean, and who knows if PUBG will ever make it to PS4 since, uh, you know, Microsoft has that exclusivity deal right now. Who knows if it's, like, going to stay exclusive. But, I mean, Fortnite blew up since, you know, it did stay free and it does offer more more than PUBG where it's just... Surprisingly, it already surpassed. Then nobody thought that was going to happen. Yeah. But it's... A, uh, awesome for them. It's, it's cool a, for them. It surpassed the, the player base... Uh, and obviously, it's it's available on all consoles, you know. Yeah. So, so hopefully, the um, Daybreak gets H one Z one on PS four. I'd every I'd, I'd be interested to play it on there for, definitely. Uh, but other than that, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, probably next time we meet up, you know, I'll put hopefully I'll put in some more hours into uh, into Monster Hunter and and uh, we'll see what else. Um, actually, next month uh, coming up is a uh, God of War is already coming out next month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some good stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll get into more uh, next time we meet up. So, yeah, so that's what we've been up to. Uh, let us know what you guys have been playing. And next up, we're going to the game news. So first up, uh, we're going to be talking about the PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold lineup for March 2018. Uh, so first, I'll go into the Games with Gold uh, selections. So so first, we got Trials of the Blood Dragon. That's coming out uh, March. So that's weird. So Gold does it where it's like it changes per... It's only available from like one day to... Not the end of the month, but it cuts off, it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're giving away Trials of the Blood Dragon, which is that one game Trials, um, like the 2D motorcycle stunt game, but I guess that they did a crossover with the Blood Dragon from uh, Far Cry. So that's coming out March 1st, and it's available until the end of the month on the 30th. They also got Super Hot, which is a cool get. Uh, so that, that one they got from March 16th to April 15th for Xbox One. And the 360 games are also obviously back from Paddle, so it's like you're getting core games. So, oh, you said, you said super hot? Yeah, super hot. Oh, it's hot. available for Xbox? March 16th, it's going to be coming out. So, I don't know if it's the oh. first time it's become available. It already is, but um, yeah, it's going to be free next month. Cool, nice. For Xbox One. Uh, Brave, the video game, <laughs> so the movie from the Pixar movie, it's going to be March 1st to the 15th for 360 and back some paddle with Xbox One. And Quantic Conundrum, available March 16th to the 31st, which I have no idea what the game is. So, But hey, free games. So, nice. so you got that. And then for PS4. There's some good ones this year, uh, this month, actually. So the first two big ones, uh, Bloodborne. Uh, it's a big, uh, big game from um, from software that's coming out in Mar- uh, actually Tuesday. So if you listen to this on Monday, it'll be available tomorrow. So also make sure you have redeem your last month's downloads because if he's the last day to download them. But yeah, Bloodborne's a great. That's that's an amazing free game they're getting next. Yeah. Month. I mean, the most people like are like in hardcore about this. I already played it, but for everybody that was. Thinking about getting it or is apprehensive once they learn how difficult it was, is this is going to be uh, one to check out definitely. Uh, and on Metacritic, it has a ninety-two percent, which is still up there. Uh, Ratchet and Clank also uh, is going to be available. Uh, that's it has an eighty-five on Metacritic. And then for PS3, there's Legend of K. I think I've heard of it, but I'm not sure what it is. Oh, I think I remember. I think it, there's it's like a cat in the cover. Something I think like that sounds that. about right. Yeah. And then the big one, Mighty Number no. Nine. Crossfire with PS4, but it's for PS3. And, man, are you looking forward to playing that at all? If it's gonna be I already have it. Did you play it at all, or how did you... Uh, you no, I just picked it up because I think it was uh, 
99 cents. I got it for like 99 cents. Yeah, I've seen it like super cheap uh, yeah. on several sales. So that, was, so that cool. was basically, I, I picked it up mainly for that reason, you know. So Let's give it a try. And then for Vita, there's Claire Extended Cup, which is crossed by the PS4. And another game called Bombing Busters, which is also crossed by a PS4. So you're pretty much getting four PlayStation 4 games this month. Nice. But uh, and another thing, uh, this is coming from the PlayStation blog. Um, they updated. We have also have an important service update starting next year on March eighth, twenty nineteen. The PS PS Plus monthly games lineup will focus on PS four titles and no longer include PS three and Vita titles. Won't affect any games you've already downloaded or will download prior to March eighth, twenty nineteen. Those though, so pretty much are saying that they're they're going to stop supporting Vita and PS three uh, free games for PS Plus, but any games you've had downloaded. Uh, you'll be fine. So you think it's about time they drop these games, or do you, do you kind of wish they'd still um, play for a while longer? We've still got a full year, so you're still getting. I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, I will games. say PS3 is fine. I don't know about Vita, just because they're still, believe it or not, I still have friends that are like barely picking it up, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's still there. You know, there's still a, a big fan base for for Vita. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, if if they if they can come up with I'm hoping that because they're removing PS3 and Vita, that they will bring uh, maybe one more title. So rather than getting two titles a month, uh-huh. you will get three titles now. You know, something to kind of compensate. You know, especially if you're an owner of all three consoles. Um, that or I don't know, maybe maybe if they can cut that and start adding um, PlayStation Now. You know, that'd be cool. Actually, that would be idea. nice. You're that right. kind of compensates. Uh, if you're if you have a PlayStation Plus, boom, you get PlayStation Now included in there. That way, you know people can stream their their games on their you know on their PS4 and all those PS3 titles. Um, I never really thought of that. The so, one, yeah, the one I had in mind is just because I mean they already started kind of doing it. We'd be uh, cool if they started doing more uh, PSVR games. Uh, so right now they're still doing they're doing free ones, but they'll last like three months, maybe two months. Yeah, correct. Um, but I mean, it's still pretty early on as far as VR games go. So that, uh, I don't think the selection is as huge. So yeah, to be given can, out yeah. one, one, you know, every month, or just do one every two months. How they've been doing it now? That's mm-hmm. that, that way. By the time you decide to take that jump, if you haven't into VR, you know, you already have a couple, a couple of games already in your library. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah, they've been supporting the three and the Vita for a while, and I mean, it sucks to see it go. But I'm excited to see what else they replace us with. Like I said, it'd yeah. be cool to see them offer PlayStation Now games. So imagine them offering like Red Dead uh, before 2 comes out. You know, more likely I think awesome. if if they do any type of announcement, it wouldn't be at E3. More likely it will be in the next PSX. And they might mm-hmm. give you a little sneak peek of what to expect with the PlayStation. That's actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that'd be the, the, PlayStation like the last Plus. Yeah. convention of the year we'll be doing that. Yeah. And I mean, it wouldn't be bad to see because, you know, they are basically the, the, the original ones. They started with this Pay a monthly subscription, you get this amount of games, you know, uh, and then eventually, you know, Microsoft st- started doing the same thing, right. um, and yeah, Nintendo yeah, basically sure. kind of has almost the same thing when they start mm-hmm. charging for the service. But I guess you can only play for one month, and if you that decide, one's gonna be interesting to see what they yeah, do with that. I don't know if it's gonna work. I think it will be better if they do the same thing that you know, obviously PlayStation and Xbox is doing right now. Uh, because I don't, I don't know. I don't know about, like, just, you know, being able to play for one month and, you know, 
I think you're going to get a discount on it, right? If you decide to buy it know, or something like that. I haven't heard of that, but, but um, they said September, so I mean, we'll definitely should hear something by probably at the earliest E3. Yeah, but um, E3, yeah. but yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can reinvent and come out with something original again. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Remember back in the day, they used to have the Instant Games collection, so it's pretty much like a collection of like maybe ten games. Yeah. And they would just, like, rotate other games in and take other ones out, but you still kept your old ones. Correct, yeah. That was pretty cool. I don't know why they got rid of it. Yeah. I remember they had one for for the Vita, and it was, like, ten different games. It was almost pretty much like the Games Pass that they have, where you just have a collection of games in rotation. So maybe maybe they'll bring that back. That was was pretty cool to have. But, yeah, uh, we'll see uh, see later this year, see what they're planning on doing with that. Uh, Next up, Detroit Become Human finally has a release date. So in a post on the PlayStation blog, Quantum Dreams David Cage announces that we'll be able to pick this up on May 25th. So if you haven't heard anything about this game, I mean, it's going to come out pretty soon, but yeah, May 25th. So the game's set in a dystopian future. Um, Detroit uh, Become Human follows the story of three androids who are designed to follow their owner's command, but begin to show signs of emotion, who are also, uh, who are also confronted with persecution on society. So each story is unique. They explore complex themes and ask the question, what does it mean to be human? So, uh, are you planning on getting uh, Trippy Gum Human? Oh, yeah. Or? Absolutely. Day one. Yeah. Did you um, play Beyond and uh, Heavy Rain? Yeah. yeah. I never played those. I played yeah. Heavy Rain a little bit and Beyond Two Souls. I'd like to try it. You know, maybe they'll do that. I Platinum um, Heavy Rain on PS3 when it came out. I have it on PS4, and eventually I wanted to do that. We played because it's a game that, you know, it does have his, uh, you know, his uh, little small glitches here and there. But um, I've definitely enjoyed it when I played it, and I'm definitely looking forward to Detroit Become Human. Um, we played it on PSX, and uh, anything that you do, uh, even certain movements you do, will change or determine the outcome of, of the, that specific chapter. So Yeah, when I saw the crowd play they did during the, the um, PSX keynote, uh, <laughs> they, had, they had, I don't know if you watched it, but... Uh, being there in person, they were had a guy playing it, and it was the one where you're the hostage negotiator. And he was walking down the hallway, There's and a fish, and there was a fish on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> People are going, Save the fish, save the fish. So that's an option. Yeah. So I wonder if that took away from something else because it gives you less time to explore. So you can kind of like dick around and like do something stupid, yeah, or you know, actually concentrate on it. And so, so I did that's fish. basically that was the demo that I played at PSX. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you save the fish or you just let it go? So I basically made the the correct decisions because uh-huh. uh, I guess there's there's one that he basically surrenders and he doesn't get shot, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's the uh, well. There's no really wrong decisions right in that specific game. It just changes everything. But what I was going for is for him to release the girl, him surrender. I think he gets on his knees. He doesn't get shot, and basically gets arrested. That was my the one that I was trying to go for. So I did all the right choices except saving the fish. <laughs> so I, I like basically I saved the fish. fish. I I think one of the guys told me, I remember, if you want that that basically that ending, you're not supposed to save the fish. Oh. Just leave it on the floor. And I saved it. So he said you would have had a different outcome if you wouldn't that's and crazy. It's crazy. All the <laughs> that things that you do, and I was like, has to do something with time. So and he's like, it is. Does it has to do something wow. with time. So <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's crazy. But, dude, I was like looking around, changing the, the camera angles. Because even when you recreate those those scenes, you know, 
um, you have to really look at your environment because uh-huh. anything can change. Small things, you know. So I enjoy I enjoy the heck out of the demo. So yeah. I can't remember wait. the car play. There was a part. I don't know if it happened to you, but when you were on the ledge, actually talking to to the guy you're trying to talk down from the ledge, there was a time where like the percentage went down. So I don't know if something happened that he you said or he he uh, so caught on. But yeah, the percentage of the probability of like uh like having a success. success so you have to down. in a certain way is when you're answering those questions. Uh, those questions. Those questions. <laughs> yeah. In the moment, um, whatever you answer, it has a, a, a basically. A, um, I'm trying to find the word that I, that I was looking for, but a, a consequence, I uh-huh. guess, right, right. and like right on the spot, right on the moment. So if you say something and he doesn't feel that he's on your side, you will see that reflection, you know, and you see that that kind of. Uh, that tells you, uh, or, or gives you that percentage. But if you're, I mean, as long as you kind of, you want to kind of keep it in the middle, or try to go for the the best outcome possible, and that's basically when you, you know, you can find it. But I think I hit out of the percentage. I think I did like like ninety eight percent. So, is there a way to get one hundred? Like, can you beat it with one hundred? Yeah, to my that's one. Of, I asked one of the guys. He's yeah. asked, He said you can get okay. one hundred. But you really need to know, like... But that, the cool thing about that is that that's one of the games that you play it, and you can, literally, you can just destroy everyone, basically fuck everyone, yeah. uh, and then replay it, and just try to do it, you know, with different outcomes. Okay, so that's so. good replay, replay value, so yeah. we're checking back. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for this one, too. May 25th feels like it's pretty soon, since we got God of War in April, and now this... Dude, that's crazy. It now, is, literally, the only one that we're, we need a release date is Spider-Man. Yeah, that's... I'm guessing that's end of the year. I think that's going to be, like, a... More than like it's going to be... Or they will maybe... They might announce the... The release date after Detroit Become Human. Hopefully. Hopefully, because, I mean, that's pretty crazy. We're going to get three big first-party games in, in one year. Wow. Um, so, yeah, Detroit, let us know if you guys are planning on getting Detroit. Uh, yeah, it looks cool. Next up, Bridget Lindholm is Overwatch's new hero. So Overwatch's 27th hero is Bridget Lindholm, daughter of Torbjorn Lindholm. So she's a support character. Um, her origin story reveals that years of working alongside her dad in his engineering workshop helped her become an adept mechanic herself. So here's an official breakdown of her, of her abilities via Blizzard. So uh, her abilities are Rocket Flail. Uh, so her melee weapon is an extended range, enabling her to strike multiple enemies with a single swing. So if you saw the teaser, I think a day or two before they showed like this uh, picture of what looked like an axe, ah. and just like the schematics and the, and then the, I guess that's what they're talking about. This repair pack. So it says she throws a repair pack that can heal any ally, any healing over the ally's maximum health, provides them with armor and says, so kind of like Torbjorn's uh, when he throws armor down. Ah. Whip shot. So it uh, says she her throws her flail a long distance, dealing damage and knocking enemy away from her. Barrier shield uh, deploys a frontal energy barrier to absorb a limited amount of damage. Uh, shield bash. Once her bar- barrier shield is deployed, Brigitte can dash forward to send an enemy. Inspire. When Brigitte hits enemies with her flail, she also heals nearby allies, allies over time. And rally. Brigitte moves faster and provides all nearby allies with armor that lasts until it's, until it's removed by damage. So I wonder if that's her ult, but... Looks like she has a mixture of a lot of Turbulence moves and Reinhardt's. Yeah. I think Reinhardt so, is her Godfather, I think. It was. Yeah, and, and then basically, so obviously she has that engineering part because Torbjorn is, is the dad. Right. But she got trained by Reinhardt. Mm-hmm. So 
she you know that's basically what i saw when i was like watching the little story so basically she was the one who was repairing Reinhardt's armor when he would go into battle and that's basically she kind of felt that you know after training with him uh she didn't no longer want to be in the you know just on the side she uh -huh. wanted to be she wanted to to be there on the front and be helping them as well so um I haven't played it personally. I saw my my sister uh, playing she's it. She's in the PTR right now. Yeah, she's though. in the PTR, and she said it was a lot of fun. You know, she definitely runs pretty pretty much quicker than than Reinhardt. Um, and obviously, she has that bash. Uh, basically, her ability is that it's kind of like Senyata in a certain way. And she has kind of like Lucille's like range of like uh, healing, right? It says so as she attacks, she says. Um, People nearby, she can heal. Yeah. So I guess it's. I mean, I don't know if it's that big of a area of effect, but. It's uh, but I, I do. I do. That's you know. That's one actually one of the games that I do want to go back, uh, and start playing. I think tomorrow is actually the last day for the. Uh, no, no, I'm Season lying. Just Tuesday. Started, Tuesday. Tuesday. I think the, oh, for the the year of year. the. You haven't really played it much either. I think uh, I have like one or two skins. It ends. It ends on Tuesday. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. I need to. I'm gonna play tomorrow somewhere then. See what I can get. Um, yeah, really. Lately, really, all I, I got was um, I have two golden weapons. I have Reaper's guns and uh, Hansel's bow uh, for for gold. I have uh, I have Genji's and um, and Anna's. So yeah, definitely want to go back and play. Um, but yeah, let us know if you guys are still in Overwatch. If you fell off or you fell off, and you're trying to go back. Uh, next up, Nintendo more interested in new peripherals than Switch 2.0. So in a post from IGN, Nintendo reportedly aimed to increase the number of peripherals for the Switch in the second year on the market rather than update its base hardware. So um, yeah, I've, re I've been reading that a lot of people have been asking for like maybe like a, a Switch XL, so maybe like a bigger version, but I don't know. Uh, I think it's fine just the way it is. So I think it'll be a while before we see any kind of redesign. Uh, so according to the Wall Street Journal sources, Nintendo's focusing on better manufacturing and shipping of its current Switch model to keep up with the demand. Alongside, the sources say that Switch features in the coming year could also include additional network-related features and peripherals to be attached to its USB Type-C port. So uh, if you guys may have noticed recently, on the 3rd, uh, Switch turned one year old already. So that was uh, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday on the Saturday. Yeah, I've been recording this on Sunday. Now, um, I haven't used my Switch in a while. What was the last time you used your Switch? Uh, no, just... Uh, oh, that's another way. I think I forgot to mention that I'm playing right now. Bayonetta 2, because I picked it up. Oh, nice. So I got it gets the cartridge, and inside there's a code to download the first Bayonetta. Uh, nice. So you get uh, both games in one bundle. But yeah, no, I, I popped it recently. They, and I think they, they barely added, like, YouTube and Netflix, right? No, not even. They just had oh, that Hulu so far. That's another thing. Like, I know they, they're going to be adding it, though. I, do I think you really want those apps, though, on the Switch? or I don't know, because... I don't know if I really necessarily want them. On I them. mean, if you go, let's say if you're playing at a, a coffee shop and stuff like yeah. that, and just like, I mean, obviously almost everyone has their phones, but if you think about it, I mean, it's just, it's a handheld, but at the same time, it's just like, it, it's cool having those options, uh -huh. you know? Like, if you remember the Vita, the Vita has Twitter, has Facebook app, has YouTube app, has it, yeah, uh, Netflix it, app. I mean, if it doesn't take up know? too much space and it's so, a I mean, it's just it's just additional features, fun. especially you as a as a consumer, as a user. It's it's nice to have those features, you know, regardless if you're not going to use them that often or if you're not going to be using your Switch for uh -huh. for like media content. But um, it's still cool. I think it's still cool. Okay. Uh, what um, what like apps would you want to see on the Switch that maybe that I don't know if you heard about or would would you want to see on there that you really haven't heard? 
it being mentioned at all? Maybe something like Twitch or anything um, else like that. I would, I would like to see some like maybe some uh, Crunchyroll app or a Funimation app, you know, so I can watch my anime. Why not? You know. Yeah. Um. But I mean, at the same time, just like I mean, what I would really, really want to see on the Switch is uh, maybe they can create an app that enables you to play some some GameCube games in there. Oh, that'd be kind of. <laughs> well, I mean, now that they technically support GameCube controllers, because uh, yeah, you heard about that. Somebody adding the the uh, GameCube adapter from the Wii U on there, so yeah, that 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 could happen. Uh, that that will be nice because I will love to play Twin Snakes in there. Oh, that'd be, yeah, maybe that they'll, they'll consider will, the GameCube games for the future Virtual Console. Yeah, and that will, uh, man, I will go crazy. Uh, another thing that that we kind of cool to have on there is um, not podcast support, but at least just for that Nintendo, the Nintendo Power. <coughs> sorry, the Nintendo Power podcast. So now since they discontinued the magazine, they're actually still around, but in a podcast though. So that'd be kind of cool just to have on there. You know, yeah, since you mentioned that, it would be nice if they can create a, their own unique app that has basically, you know, obviously as long as you're in Wi-Fi connection, whatever, uh, gives you all the latest news. So, you know, like PlayStation, when there's like E3 and stuff like right. that, rather than having the... The Nintendo, what is it? The Nintendo Direct. Uh-huh. They, they oh, basically cool. have like their yeah, own specific yeah. app, so you don't have to be searching another website. Boom, they stream right there directly through your through your cool. Switch, right. and it gives you news, gives you all that. That would be really really nice. Imagine if it has kind of like a community hub. So have that. Have like I said, um, all their tweets like in one area. So yeah, see a Reddit. You know. Imagine also having like streamers that kind of do like. The they're, they're pretty because yeah. they're really strict about streamers uh, and the streaming of Nintendo games. So imagine they have like a list like approved or like people they want to support. Then you have like a, a place where you can see everything from there. So like that'll Twitch, be nice. Nintendo, yeah, because obviously if you notice like cool. PlayStation when you're looking at people streaming stuff, it's they basically it's people first that they're streaming on their PlayStation, mm-hmm. and then if you want to find find other people, um, you will find them after that. So, so yeah, so uh, yeah, Nintendo. Uh, here, here, you see my ideas for free. You know. You can have them. Just uh, invite us to the whatever next thing you do. Yeah, or <laughs> your next uh, Nintendo it's Direct, fine. please. Fine. Thank you. And and the last bit of news: ESRB flagging games with in-game purchase via new label. So this is an article from Game Informer. Uh, the ESRB has announced that it will soon affix a new label on physical games that feature a variety of paid in-game con- purchases, including loot boxes, season passes, and DLC. In addition, the Games Ratings Organization has launched a new site designed to inform parents about in-game purchases and how to enable parental tools to prevent their kids from racking up in-game charges without their permission. Uh, so the announcement follows high-profile blowbacks on loot crates, which have included calls from politicians for the organization to more closely monitor those kinds of in-game purchases. So, I mean, there's two things from this. I mean, one, it's, it's cool that they're making a, a site so that parents can kind of get a, that art as, you know, uh, hardcore with games as other people may be that don't know about these things, uh, how to manage parental controls. But I know um, following everything, all the like the stuff that's been happening with Loot Crates, they're kind of just like putting everything under one umbrella of if it has in-game, if it has downloadable content or not. So that includes, like like it says, Season Passes, DLC, and Loot Crates. So, I mean, um, I mean do you think they're handling this correctly or they should go about uh, handling this a different way as far as letting people know that this game, this game includes loot boxes. Or I, I think like I that. think they should have that separately, uh, just because season passes. It's I, I will say it's definitely, has, like, yeah. Kind of I think that I will yeah. consider that as a uh, just downloadable content, 
like additional downloadable content. Right. Uh, and then literally, they should just literally put microtransactions as a, as a separate one. Now, microtransactions can be buying directly from the store, can, uh, can include loot boxes, you know, but I don't think it's, it's, it's correct to mix, you know, season passes with, my, um, even though, yes, if you think about it, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't see season it's passes as an actual yeah. microtransaction. You know, it is a transaction, but it's not something you're buying consistently. It's something that gives you additional content to the game. As microtransactions, for the most part, is cosmetics, you know, right, and stuff right. like that. So yeah, and then um, I don't know if you read about it. How there's some countries that are actually having them disclose. Um, I think in Europe they have you have to disclose like what the probability is of content of loot boxes yeah so um so i mean there the big uh discussion there was was if this is considered gambling uh. and I, I mean i kind of agree that it isn't because of um the definition has been given passed around is that at least with loot boxes you are getting something with gambling i mean there's a possibility that you win something or you want nothing but loot boxes you're getting something it might not be what you want but you are getting something so it's not oh, necessarily but yeah, when really, but. when when that happens, they, they kind of still needs to they need to show their the probability, you know, how long it will take you to yeah. or and, how and much you have also, to spend. Yeah, and also what they're including in little boxes, like obviously, like the big uh, complaint is that hiding or putting in, you know, uh, pay to win stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, pay to win stuff um, in loot boxes. That's really unfair. But yeah, if they do like. Um, Overwatch has been doing it where it's just cosmetic. You know that's that's why. Right. Well, you know that it's advantage. it's different in uh, I want to say in China, right? Um, you know that they don't have loot boxes. Literally, you just buy the currency and you buy whatever you want. See, I think that's I don't know why I don't know because I know with loot boxes it's another way of them for to make money and correct. You know it makes sense as a business. Keep supporting the game. You know, it's it's understandable. I mean, look, EA kind of like I think EA is the one that screwed it all up. With, e, uh, yeah, EA. I think it's it's definitely the one that it's just. Even if you like, I pre-order the deluxe edition uh, when it came out, for and literally oh, for, uh, Battlefront, Battlefront, and there yeah. was literally some perks that I was just like, "Damn, this literally gives you an advantage on the field," yeah. you know. So having a perk system and literally the if people dropped, you were able to drop if you dropped a hundred bucks and you started getting all these legendary perks and epic perks, mm-hmm. uh, they will give you an advantage. You know, it will. It was really an advantage. In multiplayer, and I don't think that's that's the correct way to go um, when it comes yeah. to that. And I think definitely EA is it's the one that um, made the gaming community uh, really really mad. Yeah, and uh, and that to a point that they're n- they're not taking it anymore uh-huh. from any company. You know, example Bungie. You know, uh, they people started complaining and they literally tone it down. So the last event. There was a, uh, uh, what was it, the uh, no. uh, Grimson something, or I remember what it was. Well, the Valentine's Day event. Oh, okay. They, uh, everything you were earning was directly through the game. They didn't have microtransactions anymore. So, as before, the previous one for Christmas, uh, you were able to buy the stuff, you know, directly. And they had some exclusive stuff that... You weren't able to get if you weren't spending money, and I don't think that's fair. You know, they should definitely uh, be available uh, for people that grind consistently, uh-huh. they play consistent in the game, and then, yeah, you know what? I understand they have to make some money so they can keep the game going, come up with new content, new new stuff. 
you know, but give us that option to be able to, okay, if I'm, I know I'm a player that I can play the game for 50 hours a week, you know, or whatever the, the amount it is, I can earn it. But, you know, if I'm, if I'm working consistently, uh, I don't have time to play it, but right, when yeah. I want to play it, That's pretty unfair. I can just buy it. That's cool too, you know? So I think they need to find a balance. And I think that's what the community wants. Whatever you have in the store, put it on the on the loot table so players that play the game consistently can earn it without paying anything. Yes, there's going to be a little bit more grinding, but you can get it as not get it at all because it's exclusive That's to the store. That's a hard thing to balance, too. So, I mean, hopefully they can figure it out because, you know, looking back at 2017, EA had a really bad year. First, it was a whole thing with Andromeda. And, I mean, it's fine now for the most part, I guess, with all the de- uh, patches. But that game would have been delayed like six months. It would have been... I guess it would have been way better to see. Way better, yeah. And then yeah, the whole thing like you said with with Battlefront 2's uh, loot system and then their but it's it's stuff. I think it's not hard. Look at Fortnite. Fortnite literally, I think it's 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 obviously um, Overwatch as well. But Fortnite, you so what do you get in the boxes? Like what do they have loot boxes? So, also? so they I'm don't really pay attention to. That. Well, no, so no. So in multiplayer, it's it's a little bit different. So you basically buy battle. Uh, I think it's called uh, season battle passes. Uh-huh. And basically, what it is, the more you play, uh, you pay like maybe I think it's like ten dollars, and enables you to earn all this free content as long as you keep playing the game. You know, so you can get from emotes uh-huh. to currency as well. Okay. Uh, you get uh, currency skins. Uh, you get weapons, like weapon skins and stuff like that, just by playing the game. You know, so for 10 bucks, and not it's not, not bad. bad. You know, it's not bad at all. Or gives you the option to spend a little bit more money and unlock it without actually doing all the grind. So I think that's that's the way they should, almost every single game should be, you know, right. for the most, depending on the game. But that's the thing. Fortnite doesn't really give you an advantage. You're just unlocking skins and just to make your character look unique. Yeah, that kind but of at the same time, d- like, yeah. And I think, like, obviously, yeah. with EA, was literally a perk system that will give you an advantage on the battlefield. Like, it was just, you know, it yeah. was retarded. One of the games that uh, slipped through um, also that has pretty much the same thing with Need for Speed. That kind of like flew under the radar because the, the whole thing with Battlefield, Battlefront was happening, but I think for Speed, a similar idea where there was a lot of like pay to win uh, stuff coming out of the loot, bo- uh, in the loot boxes. And nah, you see, you that's why I kind of uh, yeah, didn't do that well. Uh, and I think NBA, NBA too, dude, but, they were charging money to, for haircuts. I remember they end up fixing it, but I think it wasn't too much of a, a big deal because everybody was so focused with EA. Literally, those games went under yeah. the radar, but yeah. people were aware. They're like, yeah, how, how the hell are you going to charge me to get a different haircut on my NBA player? Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, you notice, yeah, people are getting more vocal about this, and hopefully the game companies are listening. Because, yeah, if, they, if they're getting your money, I mean, that's how they're going to listen. Yeah. That's how they're going to change it. But just, know, just just a perfect example. Like, I don't know I don't know if you like if you had them in there, uh, but uh, Metal Gear Survival. Oh, I read about it, but yeah, go for it. It's, I know it's, what you're talking about. It's, uh, so they're charging you to have uh, a different safe a safe slot money. Yeah. To like, create a different character as well. It's like 10 bucks, right? $10, dude. That's, that's so ridiculous. Stupid, like, like, it's really, really <laughs> like, dude, like, I don't know, that... Really, seriously pisses me off because that is ridiculous. You're telling me that for creating a new character, you're gonna charge me 
just you know, for just to, to have a different safe, uh, safe slot. Let's say if I want to have a specific progress, I want to play the game a specific way. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just you really charging me $10 for an additional that's, that's safe very, that's slot. Very dumb. That's that very is dumb. ridiculous. That's unacceptable, you know, and Konami hasn't said anything. And yeah. I don't think they're going to change it, you know, but that, that's basically telling you... I think to this point, if they really don't fucking care anymore, they should just sell this, the franchise this, to somebody else. This game probably else. didn't cost them that much to make. I mean, it was just maybe a couple like new models here and there, but it's basically just most of the stuff pieced together from Metal Gear up from uh, Phantom Pain. Yeah. And I was reading that I guess on Steam, uh, comparing the launch of uh, Five Phantom Pain to this, it was like a ninety percent player difference. Where is that? They have way less people playing uh, Survive, obviously, but. Yeah, I don't know when they're gonna learn, man. Hopefully they'll. Nah, dude. I think. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the only right. franchise they have going right. for them. I mean, they do have Contra, but I don't see them. And they have a lot that they've been sitting on doing nothing, like Castlevania. I don't do think. Th- I I think they should just, you know. I mean, they do well doing some other stuff over there up in. Uh, well, they're doing pachinko machines. That's yeah, going they do well, and I guess they have like some other stuff over there up there. They should literally just get away from the gaming industry See, and just and just all, all sell right their now, IPs. All they're doing right now is just release the Metal Gear, uh, like maybe the trilogy or quadrilogy, but with that Fox engine, the one they're doing with the pachinko machines. They just it looks like it, uh, they could just update that and resell. It. I mean, it's already that's oh yeah. Right I mean, uh, if they do that, you know, even though if I don't like Konami, I will. <coughs> sorry, I will definitely pick those up. But they don't listen, dude. I mean. You know, all the fiasco with with Kojima right. and Konami. Um, that's that's literally... There are a lot of people on their future releases, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, thinking that they might have learned from what they did and they come up with this is just like... Mm-hmm. It's unacceptable. Next time, I'm going to make a list. Uh, maybe I'll do it for next podcast or the one after, but I'm going to make a list of like um, like developers and like games they haven't made a new game for a while. So right now, Konami with Contra and Castlevania... Another one comes that comes to mind is uh, shit. I just had it in my mind right now, but yeah, pretty much just stuff like that where they uh-huh. just have they just haven't. Oh, like Ubisoft and Spirit Cell, just ideas like oh, what would you want to see in a new version of this, or what would you model after, or what elements would you borrow from other games to make this one work? Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that for next time. We'll we'll, we'll we'll mess around with that. So yeah, just let us know what you guys uh, are, your take is on the you know, the whole loot loot create you know thing going dealing on right now, but oh. So last up, we just got the bonus stage. So we're just going to go through it real quick. So uh, last week, it was a Di- 2018 DICE Awards. So it was like a convention a couple of days long for uh, developers. And they had a, an award show. So most of these we've already gone through in Game of the Year list and other things. So I'm just going to run through them real quick. Uh, so for Game of the Year, it went to Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, Outstanding Achievement in Game Direction, Breath of the Wild. Outstanding Achievement in Game Design. Uh, also, Breath of the Wild so took a couple bunch of awards. Immersive Reality Technical Award went to Lone Echo Echo Arena, which is like an Oculus uh, Oculus Rift game. Mm. Oh shit! Uh, Ready at Dawn made that game. I didn't know that. So they made a uh, Order eighteen eighty six and uh, the God of War games on PSP. Cool. Uh, what else is it? Fire, uh, Mobile Game of the Year, Fire Emblem Heroes. Handheld of the Year, Handheld Game of the Year went to Metroid: Samus Returns. So it was that remake for the 3DS. Dice Spirit Award went to Snipper Clips. I'm not sure what the award means. Outstanding Achievement in Online Gameplay went to PUBG. Uh, strategy slash Simulation Game of the Year went to Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. That looks pretty interesting. I'd like to pick it up someday. 
that's happened earlier. Uh, sports game of the year went to FIFA 18. RPG of the year. I don't know if this counts as RPG, but I guess it does. Near Automata. They went to them. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Racing Game of the Year, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Fighting Game of the Year, Injustice 2. Which I know I've, I heard everybody saying like it's supposed to be really good. I don't know if you picked, you picked up Injustice 2, right? Injustice 2? Yeah. yeah. Supposed to, have you tried the uh, Ninja Turtles already on it? No, because I didn't get the season pass. Oh, Is so it available I, on a battery already on its own? Or? Yeah, I think you can use them already. Okay. Um, I picked it up on Black Friday. And it was uh, I was able to get it for fifteen dollars. Awesome. So I want to see if they put if they put the season pass on sale. I will buy it just to play as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, uh, Family Game of the Year went to Snipper Clips. Adventure Game of the Year is Legends of the Breath of the Wild. Action Game of the Year PUBG Battlegrounds. Uh, Outstanding Technical Achievement Horizon Zero Dawn. Outstanding Achievement in Story Horizon Zero Dawn. Outstanding Achievement in Sound Design Super Mario Odyssey. Outstanding Achievement in Original Music Composition, Cuphead. Uh, Outstanding Achievement in Character, Hellblade, Senua Sacrifice for Senua. Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction went to Cuphead. Outstanding Achievement in Animation also went to Cuphead. And that's it. So, yeah, those are good ones in there. Uh, it's on sale right now. I want to get it. Uh, Hellblade is like 20 bucks. I never got around to playing it, but... Oh, no, it's, man, my backlog is crazy right now. I like to play that. I like to play Nier Automata, but... And, uh, it, by the but, time I get onto it, it'll be super cheap. So that's the plus side. Yeah. That's the upside of this. I kind of realized I'm, I'm waiting a little bit uh, more on my games, um, just because I know I just don't have the time to uh, yeah, the next few months, play as like, much as when I was younger. Um, but um, I'm trying to. That's why I'm right now. I'm kind of focusing. I'm, I'm switching between you know uh, Monster Hunter and Sword Online, and hopefully, because I mean. Monster Hunter mostly is the story. Once I finish with the story, just yeah. if I want to level up to help friends and stuff like that, maybe I will do it. Uh, but the game is just... The, I think the, the thing that keeps, you know, um, making me go back to Monster Hunter is just that the loot, you know, being able to get these specific weapons and hunt monsters and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. So that's another thing we should talk about in the future, but we'll do it real quick right now. Like, when I like say, once you get older, are you going to try and get... Wait for games to go. Uh, wait longer to get games, so you can get them cheaper. Or you're gonna buy games that you know are gonna take up most of your time. So you only buy maybe one or two a year. So how do you think you would go about it? So I noticed this, this specifically. The, the kind of the kind of started noticing at the mid year last year uh-huh. um, that I was buying less games, and the main reason is because like I wanted to start picking up games that I know I was gonna play uh, like ASAP, like as soon as they basically came out. In other games, I'm just literally just waiting to see. Like Injustice, I bought the first one as soon as it came out. Pre-ordered the whole thing, played it, got the season pass. Uh, and I didn't really get into the game like maybe six months down the road. You know, by six months down the road, it was already on sale. So that's basically what happened with Injustice 2. Right. I was just like, you know what, I'm not, I know I really like the game, but I don't see myself playing it. And I waited, I was like, if it's on sale and if it's worth it, you know, I will buy it, and uh, yeah, I mean, fifteen dollars. Like I'm, I, I mentioned it to you too. Uh, Dead Rising, yeah, you know, f- uh, Frank's big package. What, I missed it's, that one. It's I sixty, get it. sixty bucks. It was sixty bucks everywhere, with all the DLC and everything. And I was just like, it's a game that I know I'm gonna enjoy, but I don't want to pay sixty bucks for it. And boom, went on sale for twenty bucks. I was like, all right, I will pick deal. it up. I saved deal. myself forty bucks. So, yeah, like for the rest of the year, the only games I see myself buying. 
or it's going to be uh, God of War uh, next month in April for sure because I'm waiting for that one forever. Uh, Red Dead Two in September, correct. And then um, Call of Duty. I usually buy it all the time, but like the last two, I haven't. Even, I didn't even play the campaign in Infinite Warfare or for World War Two. Yeah. So now it's like, uh, shit, maybe I'll just wait. Because now they've been going on sale a lot sooner. Yeah. So maybe I'll buy it like in January. And, and, and even sure. even with, even with, I think I'm going to, I kind of just because I like the way it feels, I think I'm going to drop Battle Battlefield uh-huh. from from now on, maybe way down the road. Unless know. they do Back Company 3. That's the one I've been wanting yeah. forever. But um, oh, rumor, we'll rumor is that the, this next Call of Duty is going to be modern again. Hopefully, and yeah. then uh, Hopefully. rumor is too that they're gonna relaunch uh, Modern Warfare Two remastered. So, I mean, yeah, if they do those two, like I'm definitely done. Yeah, so I'm super super excited. Um, but my games is basically Nino Kuni. That's one of them. Nino Kuni, uh, God of War. That's the next one. Uh, Detroit Become Human. That's already three. Uh, Spider Man. Once they release uh, uh, yeah. a release cool. date on that. Um, what else? What else? What else is in my? I mean, every obviously everything hunts. that gets announced at E3 because uh, Bethesda's doing their uh, their showcase again this year, and maybe they'll do a, pull out another thing where they announce it, and then D1 like not D1 but like th- later this year have a release. Like the I mean, we'll, Fall, we'll, we'll Fallout New Vegas, man. Fallout New Vegas like two. <laughs> Imagine that. Or I mean, yeah. Well, uh, well once E3 gets closer, we'll. Uh, we'll start doing our predictions, but I mean, imagine they do like Skyrim, uh, not Skyrim, uh, Elder Scrolls Six this year. Uh, they announce it, or I mean, it's not going to be Doom Two. That's Doom just happened. Um, you know, they just did a new Fallout. I mean, the next, I think the next one's going to be probably the next Elder Scrolls. Oh, and also uh, Cyberpunk. I don't think it'd be this year, but I think we're going to see it this year. Hopefully, I'm hoping to see at least some gameplay. You know, yeah. But dude, I can I can only imagine because I think that's, I think that apparently gonna it's gonna be maybe. apparently it's gonna be bigger than The Witcher. That's crazy. Yeah. And if you think about it, yeah. it's just like The Witcher like, is hello, humongous. Like it's a massive game. They gave us a bunch of free DLC. If you wanted to support a company, you know they weren't forcing you to buy the the season pass. You know they weren't forcing you at all. You know, uh, and I bought it just because, dude. The way. They will. They went far and beyond, you know, with the free stuff that they were yeah, giving. And I really you. wanted to try um, what the blood and wine, even though I'd hardly played the campaign that much. But like, I really wanted to try that one. Yeah. Because I like its own. It was its own story, its own campaign, and it looked sounded really interesting to me. And you know, maybe someday I'll I'll get back into it. But yeah, yeah man, video games are crazy. All we need is just we need that one time chamber from Dragon Ball. Where you can just go and hide out for like. Couple uh, of catch up. Five minutes, the and it's like, yeah, and it's like, like you go five minutes in there, and it was just you like, come on, get out of there, all done. Yeah, everything. <laughs> my backlog. You oh, one day, wow. in a, how was it? It's it's um, I forgot. So you go in there, and it's like two hours like, in there. It's like two years or something, or five years. I is it? it no, isn't it the other way around? Something like that. It was like it was two years within like ten minutes, a couple of minutes, ten minutes. Correct. So you spent two years in there. Which was like two episodes. Two, <laughs> two, two years in there, and it was like fucking like two, three hours in the real world. Yeah, dude, that would that would be awesome. Just take your PlayStation in there, and uh, just literally go through every single game. Just let's say you spend imagine that man. two years in there, but when you come in the real world, it was just like a month. Imagine they like in the future they said we. We, in your lifetime, you can use this twice. The, the shit that's gonna be a good question for another time. Like in your lifetime, you get to use this twice. What do you want to use it for? Like, 
I would, I'd say maybe one use it once to like work out or something get like get buff or whatever another time maybe to catch up on my backlog I would say so the we'll same see. thing I would yeah. like maybe to work out and like reach oh, oh, no. my no my... to work out and then to for like to study something yeah. like a degree or whatever uh, I think that'd be ideal that'd be my two I think right there yeah uh, yeah, I'm gonna use this for another podcast. <laughs> like next time, the other guys show up. Like, hey, what's this shit? Or just overall, like, use that and save money for a year. Man, save the money for a year, and then I don't know. It's it's, like, it's something crazy to think about. Yeah, but yeah, let us know what you guys think. Uh, what we what, what two things would you want to use the 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 time chamber from Dragon Ball for? We'll talk about it some other time. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it for uh, this episode of the Catcher Podcast. Uh, so it'll be up uh, Monday on uh, pretty much most podcast services except Spotify. So just use it like on SoundCloud, Nerdwork.net. Um, it'll be on iTunes and uh, Stitcher if you're if you listen on Android. Um, you know, next time you know we'll yeah we'll catch you up again on what we've been playing, any news that happens, um, any news any news coming up. Um, yeah, if you're in San Diego and I think in April we're gonna have our first annual. Uh, uh, extra life meeting so if you're interested in getting into extra life and just want to uh, listen to what it's about i'll post some more info later on but definitely follow us on our twitter at nordwood tweets if you want to follow me on twitter i'm at gerardo is cool and zaid what was your handle on there uh, on instagram is zaid gonzalez and on twitter is oh that's i can remember what it is it's like it's, dark 183 right? yeah dark 183 z all right then, so we'll catch you later. Peace. Good night. Peace. Bye-bye.